Predictions are dangerous. We absolutely need more inventory. The Fed doesn't actually have a lot of tools to regulate inflation. That cash has dried up. Wow, is my first thought, Bruce. If both parties don't win, it doesn't happen. The Real Look. Trending News. Hello, folks. Today is Wednesday, June 21st. I'm Chase Williams, and this is the news you need to know. Well, we get to report on the Fed and what they're doing with interest rates, of which we've been doing for quite some time, but there's a little difference this time. The Federal Reserve maintained the federal funds rate in the 5% to 5.25% range on Wednesday, following 10 consecutive hikes that brought rates to a level never seen since 2007. So for 10 consecutive meetings, they've been raising the rate, and finally, they're just maintaining. That's a really big change. 10 consecutive, now maintaining. The question begs what will happen next at July's meeting, but the Federal Open Markets Committee, or FOMC, has decided to pause its rate hikes in June after data that pointed to cooling inflation and the need to assess how much banks have slowed down their lending due to the recent tumult in the sector, right? It's been very tumultuous, as a matter of fact. So the reality is, The Fed has continued to raise the rates up until now to try to get a handle on inflation. And they're noticing that maybe, maybe there's a little cooling happening. And so they want time to reevaluate if some of the raising they've been doing is actually having an impact that's lagging in the economy. They want to evaluate that. They also want to evaluate how much the tightening of rates or rather tightening of banks because of rates has impacted the economy. So I suspect that between now and their next meeting, they're going to be studying both of those things quite diligently. So what's next? Again, that would be a projection, a guess, an assumption. But because jobs are still very strong and consumer spending is still very resilient, given what we've gone through, inflation and the raising of rates, a lot of people think that it's very, very likely that in July they may raise the rates again and continue to raise the rates. As a matter of fact, those that watch it the closest very much believe that they might raise the rates again. The CME Fed Watch tool showed that there was a 98% chance that the Fed would hold rates at the current range on Wednesday morning. So this is a tool of which 98% chance said they would hold, they did hold. And that's according to those interest rate traders. However, and here's the number, 60% of those same investors bet that officials will impose a rate hike at the July 26th meeting. So we don't know if they'll start raising it again or not. They have a projection of rates at the end of the year of 5.6%, and they're not there yet. They're between five and five and a quarter. So there is a decent chance that they're going to continue to raise those rates, which certainly has an impact on interest rates and the real estate market. But for now, after 10 consecutive, they're holding. So as they say, we will wait and see what they do in July. This probably means that interest rates for mortgages kind of continue that lateral move between six and 7%. Again, that's just a projection. So there may not be a big difference in the rates between now and the next Fed meeting. We know that inflation is tough to get a handle on. They want it to be down around 2% and still up over four year over year. They don't have a lot of tools as we've talked about on this program to get it lower. And so continuing to raise rates is one of the ones they have, and they may continue to use that. We shall see. Well, another topic that's been well covered, but we have to continue covering because it's so important to what we're experiencing in the real estate market is inventory. 
And Redfin issued a study that they did on Thursday showing that new listings dropped 23% year over year, pulling the number of homes on the market down 39% compared to the same period five years ago. We've been experiencing that in a lot of the markets around the United States. The actual percent down for the month-long period ending June 11th was 6% from a year earlier. So for month-long ending June 11th versus 2022, down 6% in inventory, which again is nearly a 40% free fall from five years ago. And we're seeing this happen for a number of different reasons. One of the big ones is that there was a 10-year-long slump in new construction. So just less homes were built, which by default creates a little bit less inventory in the overall market. The other reason is you had this amazing run-up of buyers that entered the market during the pandemic and following. Interest rates were historically low. Lots of people entered the market. And we may have actually stolen some of those sales from what would have happened over a number of years and compressed them into two, two and a half years based on rates, et cetera. So we had a very frantic marketplace at that point and inventory levels came dramatically low because there were just more buyers than sellers. During that same time, all of those buyers and those that didn't sell and refinance also ended up with these crazy low mortgages, right? So studies show that 92% of homeowners with mortgages have an interest rate below 6%. So you kind of have this perfect storm, if you will, that's creating low inventory. You have sales that were stolen in previous years, if you will, and there was a lot of buyers, so they bought up a lot of the inventory and lowered it. Coming out of a 10-year slump of new construction, which also lowered the inventory, and now you have a bunch of homeowners sitting on historically low rates. So they're a little reluctant to bring their home to market. And it'll be interesting to see if at some point homeowners realize if they're waiting for low rates to come again in order to sell and move into their perfect home, that is likely not to happen very quickly. Matter of fact, Redfin economics researcher lead Chen Zhao said that people who are sitting on the sidelines waiting for mortgage rates to decline should know that it's unlikely to happen in the foreseeable future. If a home that's in your price range and has everything on your wish list hits the market, There's no good reason to wait. I think a lot of realtors would echo what Chen is saying there, wanting some of these home sellers to realize that, yes, you may have a 3% mortgage, but the chance of waiting until you can get another 3% mortgage to move into your dream home is unlikely. And it's very unlikely in the near future. So what will be interesting to see is as rates start to season and stay in the range that they're in, if some of those home sellers decide, okay, well, Yes, I'm giving up my low rate that I'm sitting on, but I'm actually moving toward what I actually need and want in life. A lot of reasons for selling are very personal, right? You've got birth and death and new job, fired from a job, kids graduating high school, et cetera. And those pressures are likely over time, we hope, to cause people to put their home on the market regardless of what interest rates are doing. As of yet, though, we've not seen that happen in mass. Therefore, continued low inventory which is a challenge for the marketplace. It keeps prices relatively steady or where they're at rather than any sort of dramatic correction, which of course impacts the affordability issue given current rates and current prices. So we'll continue to watch the inventory. It's one very big measure in how our industry is moving so far, 
even less than last year. Well, Mr. Gary Keller himself addressed a crowd at the Real Trends Gathering of Eagles this last week to about 400 participants. Now, this is a gathering that's hosted every single year, typically represents some of the top folks and leaders in the industry. And no doubt that Gary Keller is one of the top of the top. Been in the business for four decades, co-founded Keller Williams in 1982, and is still, of course, the executive chairman of the board. He's been through a lot, all that to say. He has a lot of experience in different types of markets. And he spoke to the group regarding what he sees as constant change in real estate and some of the key pieces that he thinks will be important to that change. A couple quotes from Gary. One was, the good news is that the desire to own a home has never been bigger, Keller said. We know if you go back to the research that's been done over the last 20 to 30 years on wealth in America, it is tied to home ownership. And I think that's incredible news. I think that's absolutely true. People still want to own their own home. They still see the value in doing that, both from a lifestyle and family perspective, but also from a wealth building perspective. We don't need the studies, in my opinion, to know that home ownership is closely tied to wealth building. It's not the only thing, but it's absolutely closely tied. And Gary was certainly echoing that to this group. One quote that I love from Gary, and again, perspective is everything, four decades, lots of ups, lots of downs, everything in between. Gary said that what has surprised me the least over the last decade is that real estate continues to change. Once you accept that change is inevitable and you embrace change as an opportunity because the majority of people resist change, then the change does not surprise you. There has never been a better time to make more money in this industry than right now. Now is maybe the greatest time ever. And I absolutely believe that's true. It's Gary certainly encouraging those in the industry, those top folks in the industry, that there's no better time than now to capture the opportunity that exists to make money in real estate. And with prices doing what they've done over the last decade, right? This is a commission-based industry. Prices go up. You get the point. I think there absolutely is no better time or opportunity. It's just a matter of grabbing onto it and taking advantage of it. So I love that quote from Gary. He talked about a couple of specific topics that he feels are driving a lot of the changes over the last decade and beyond. One is technology. And we've talked a lot about technology, the desire of disruptors or even the incumbents in the industry to create this end-to-end real estate platform that's frictionless for the consumer. And that's done through and with technology. He still believes that a lot of people are underestimating the long-term effect of technology. And I think he's probably right. Gary is somewhat of a visionary. So sometimes he's looking out so much farther than the rest of us. We feel like maybe he's wrong because it's not happening now or as quickly as we think it might versus being dead on accurate right. But it's longer term into the future. So I think technology is absolutely going to continue to change the way we sell real estate. He also talked about another topic we've covered on this podcast, class action lawsuits, specifically the TCPA or or Telephone Consumer Protection Act as a catalyst for some of these class action lawsuits. And that changing the industry from, you know, reaching out to people directly toward more permission-based marketing, right? The consumer now giving permission for us to reach out to them. And that is changing a lot. When you think of going back to his point about this being the best opportunity to make a lot of money in the industry, attorneys have realized that there's also a lot of money in the industry and they're after it as well. 
So that's something that is certainly impacting our industry. The other thing he mentioned is this idea that education is more needed now than ever, but it's the timing of that information that matters most to them now. I love that. That's Gary reminding us that as things change, they always will, and they are now. It's important that those of us that consider ourselves professionals in the industry go back to this idea of education and being learning-based, right? Because there'll be new things that we need to know, and the consumer starts to operate differently. They want more technology in certain ways and less in others. There's this idea of lawsuits that could potentially negatively impact us. All that to say that if we don't stay in the classroom and we don't stay up to date on what's changing in the industry, then how can we hope to either lead the industry or win inside of that industry? Great reminder from Gary, as usual, absolute visionary in the industry. Thankful to have him inside of the real estate community. Well, that's the news you need to know. Don't miss this Friday's Northern Lights episode, where we'll interview Aurora Courtney with Keller Williams Alaska Group in Anchorage, Alaska. Thanks again for tuning in with us on The Real Look. This podcast is produced by Marissa Frost. Visit kwnwr.com to access the show notes from today's episode. Head over to Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts to subscribe to The Real Look. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with a breakdown of all things real estate.